Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, I like three wives a lot. And I, I'm kind of more hesitant in adding another wife. I, I like it easy. And so I kind of like just having three. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. We've been in a bit of like a Friday free-for-all, just doing whatever I felt like, and this is going to be the last week because next week we have Sister Wives coming back, we have uh, Welcome to Plathville coming up, I haven't talked about the um, the trailer, but that came out. So Welcome to Plathville will be out in, I think, a month. It'll be out in September. And y'all, the trailer is quite juicy. Maybe I should post it on on my Instagram. Why don't you guys, by the time you hear this, go over to everyone's business with mine and I will post the trailer to Welcome to Plathville. It's looking like um, a lot of drama, a lot of drama, a lot of, um, you know, Kim kicking up her leg on that high bo- on that high bar and getting back into the dating world. Um I'm bringing that picture back. Don't worry. It's all, it stays I keep that thing on me. If you <laughs> if you guys know, you know. Um and it's looking like Barry is getting buff back in the gym. Ugh. Ugh, there's a lot happening, y'all. Um so, yeah, we're going to be talking about that and then Salt Lake City is coming back. So, hot Mormon mess season is upon us and this is really when I thrive. So, I hope you guys are ready to join me on this. Obviously, the crown jewel, Sister Wives is coming back. And I figured what better way to end the Free For All Friday by talking about and recapping the series premiere, season one, episode one of 
sister wives. Oh man, what a time. What a time. I'm kind of going to do this like pop-up video style because knowing what we know now, like we're cruising into season 18, you guys, you know, like, and I've been with this family unfortunately the entire time so because of that like I'm just thinking I'm like watching this back and thinking oh my god well where are we now and so for those of you who and this happens all the time so many of you say I never watched this show and I fully understand looking down the barrel of 17 seasons of a series is intimidating and maybe not worth everybody's time and I will say like largely the beauty question mark of a TLC show is that very little happens you know it's, it's very molasses like in nature and a lot of the time you can just like hop right into the series or season premiere and they'll give you a whole three minute retrospective you feel like you don't really miss anything so for those of you who like are like gosh this story looks the show looks so juicy but like I feel intimidated I don't know where to start or like whatever this is your time this is your time to hop on the train and I'll walk you through it before we dive into season 18 so I'm going to be recapping sister wives on Wednesdays and I believe I'm going to be moving real housewives of New York to Fridays if you guys don't mind for now we'll just see how it's going but with that let's talk about the series premiere of sister wives Cody Cody, Cody Brown, Cody Wynn Brown, as we know him and don't love him, uh, jumps on our screen for the first time. Hair blowing in the wind. He's saying, I'm a polygamist, but I'm not the polygamist you think you know. And then love should be multiplied, not divided. How's that working out for you, Cody? 2023, how's that looking, right? So we see Cody in a white Lexus convertible saying, I like marriage and I'm a repeat offender. And like, he's adopted this faith that embraces that lifestyle. And in fact, they recommend it and they like to reward good behavior. So, you know, if you have one marriage, you'll think you'll be good with two. And he thinks he'll, he'll be good with four. Honestly, the convertible should have been red flag number one for all of us how do you have 50 11 kids and you have a white lexus convertible that is not a family man you know john goslin had to be in like some sort of long haul with his all his kids like a weirdo okay in a big ass van why do you have why do you have a two-seater convertible a lexus convertible at this point you guys these people are like barely floating financially. I have to imagine that the show was a great gift to them so they could get, you know, get to shore and, and make ends meet. But really it speaks to a larger thing with Cody because having a convertible, I'm, I don't know why I'm like... <laughs> getting too deep in this but like really like okay all of those kids are not belonging to one mom right so usually like you guys can separate like minivans right but like Cody adopts this all the wives versus me like I don't have anything I don't have any autonomy I don't have any space in this um three apartment household I barely have a closet like he he's so what was me and he does this he's been doing this shit for years it just like really aggravates me and so the whole thing was like 
him having a Lexus when you guys are like not in tax bracket for Lexus territory, a convertible when you have so many children and so many wives, it's just like, oh, I didn't have this for myself. Like he's selfish to his core, to his core. He's selfish. So he's also the thing, like he's so Michael Scott in the sense that like, he does not care about his family. He only cares about looking cool. But like one thing about Cody is that he has no awareness that being a man, a grown ass man, trying to hide your male pattern baldness with your long Keith Urban mushroom cut hair, hopping out of a car that's basically only owned by like rich teenagers and hot divorcees, like it just isn't giving what he thinks it is. So he walks into house one of 7,000 that we will see in the tenure of this show, which is they're living in Lehigh, Utah at this point. It is one bland ass house divided into three apartments. And the first wife we meet is Janelle. So they do this like awkward kiss, right? Cody says, we don't use an order, but if you're questioning how the family came together, she's number two. Then he opens up the door into Janelle's living room, which is actually the entrance into Mary's apartment. And then he goes downstairs to a very pregnant and nervous and red-faced Christine, who's expecting truly at this point, who will be their 13th child. Um, They had 15, well, 17, I guess, technically. How many kids? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> there would only be two more births after that, is what I'm trying to say. Um, and they would both belong to Robin, our crown jewel. Well, Cody's crown jewel. So we see their first sit-down interview as a family of four adults. And y'all know I love very few things that I love more in reality TV than Sister Wives fashion. So let's just break down what these people chose for their first looks. One of the more fun aspects of Sister Wives for me in in terms of like the interviews is that if you look at the shoes, they always, and this is not like a, a, a y'all can't afford it thing. It's like they exclusively shop from the DSW, um, like the purple sticker section. Like it's whatever, whatever's like the 70% off section, whatever sticker color that is, that's where they shop. It's like, if you can't like that's a section where you're like okay it's what august oh okay here's a boot that's also a mule that has fur on it and they love they love a sandal they love an open-toed sandal but like not anyone that you usually see out in the wild it's like they only shop off season 70 percent off sale at dsw it And that's the only way to describe it. Again, not like they can't afford to buy more expensive shoes. They just, like, love that particular style. The shoes that you're like, who's buying that? They do. They do. Usually Mary and Robin are the worst offenders, but Christine and Janelle are too. But anyway, what are they wearing at this point? Um, Janelle has a pink frosted lip. I got a pink frosted eye eye situation, <laughs> eyeshadow, <laughs> I'm blanking, eyeshadow situation, I got a two-piece, you know, dress barn, that two-piece, um, you know, like a uh, two-piece set, the, the top with the cardigan, and that's pink, 
like I said, Cody's got his full Keith Urban bell pepper shaped hair going on. Um, Mary is what really, what really, because her hair is giving Liberty Bell with a little bang. And then she's got this, I just learned about this brand. If you guys haven't heard about it, whoo, strap in. There's a brand, I believe they're based in Texas. It's called Magnolia Pearl. And they're like, if you are a very wealthy woman who wants to pretend like you were in the Dust Bowl, that's the kind of shit that you would wear. Not, I mean, not even kidding. Like, look it up. I, it's like sack dresses. Um, they have done a lot of problematic campaigns with, you know, like white women picking cotton, you know, aesthetically, <laughs> which is a real choice. Um, so her jacket was giving Magnolia Pearl, but like the conservative section, it was like uh, gold buttons right up to the neck, right up to the neck. And, and like, a, like a, a Peter Pan collar or Mandarin collar. Love that. I'm going to give Christine a little bit of a break because she's pregnant at this point. You know, maybe, maybe a little delirious. <laughs> so anyway, we, like I said, we see their first interview as like four adults, right? At that point in time, Cody had been married to Mary, his first wife for 20 years, Janelle for 17, and then Christine for 16. And he says, I just fell in love. And then I fell in love again. And then I fell in love again. This is where we're going to have to do our pop-up video section for the first time. Um, cut to 2022, where he's been telling Mary that for years he felt like he was duped or frauded, bamboozled into their relationship. Um, that he felt like he and Christine were never in really in love. And that basically the same for Janelle, but a little bit different. Like, they were friends, but it was just, like, very platonic. But I digress. He and Mary have one kid. For those of you who are unaware, Mary and Cody's child is non-binary. They go by Leon. And Cody and Janelle have six kids. He and Christine have five kids and one on the way. So they, like I said, have three separate apartments in this one house, right? But they're all connected on the inside. Christine has the bottom. And the other two upper parts of the half, upper half, two half upper parts of the house go to Mary and Janelle. So another pop-up video moment is that Christine in later years would describe herself as the basement wife, both literally and figuratively. In the polygamous world, the plig world, as they call it, um, there is this theory of like the basement wife where, you know, you have these one houses where they're all together, but like the basement wife is usually the one who's not as favored. Her kids aren't as favored. The daddy's not around as much, that sort of thing. She's like very second B list. Christine has a lot of trauma, um, over having lived in this house and feeling like she's like kind of the afterthought, a lot of trauma regarding Cody, um, not being a full husband with regards to him living in her little sector of the house. Cause he never took showers there. Cause apparently he only wanted to take showers in Mary's cause I guess she had a better situation, but like this was like a big point of contention between Cody and Christine in the early years of their marriage. So what we know now is that Mary, in like the even earlier days of their marriage, like pre-show, Mary was like a fucking tyrant in the house that they had owned, like in the first couple of years of their marriage, to the point where all of them had to live separately at one point. Um, Janelle has left the family, uh, 
and and only came back because of a real estate decision. Basically, like they try to paint it like, oh, you know, Janelle was like doing her own thing. She left the family. She was doing her own thing and was like feeling good. Cody calls her one day and is like, we found a house. It's all going to work. It's going to work for us all. Like you're going to have this separate togetherness. And that's what, but I believe the real truth is that um, Janelle was the one with the money and he basically like convinced her into purchasing this home that they could all live together. Even though she was like, doing a single mom who works two jobs who loves her kids and like was having her best life but in those days where they were all sharing a kitchen there was a lot of like um rules that mary had that made the other wives feel very insecure rules about the soap rules about where to place things in the refrigerator what fruits go in the refrigerator that sort of thing like mary was ruling with an iron fist and the other women were absolutely shook and just like hated their lives so religiously speaking, they're fundamentalist Mormons, not LDS. They're like the Catholic version of Mormons if Mormons are Christian, right? Cody wasn't raised as in a polygamous family. His dad converted to the faith when he was like 20. So you know, typically these Mormons go on, or the men anyway, go on like a two-year mission from the time they're 18 to 20. So he gets back from his mission. His dad's now taken on a sister wife and... So he starts going to his father's church and that's when he meets Mary. And he says that she was the bait and that it was basically a given that he would be in a polygamous relationship with her because her dad had five wives and he had discussed being in polygamy, living that polygamous lifestyle with her father quite a bit. In terms of their own kids, Mary says she hopes that their kids just do whatever the fuck they want. Like, whether they want to live this polygamous lifestyle or have no religion at all, as long as they're strong and firm, they're good. And Janelle's like, we just want to raise productive members of society with morals. And she's even telling a couple of the girls and Leon in the kitchen, like, you guys need to get higher education. Y'all need to go to college. So her one of her daughters, Maddie, tells her that she wants to go to beauty school. And Janelle's like, whatever you want. Just like go to school right later um maddie would drop out of college after getting married and having a kid and then she would end up having a lulero business with mary it it ended up being a a whole dramatic thing you don't need to know about that (laughs) it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com wow nice yeah what you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on bomba socks underwear and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know... 
when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all. But when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health. And we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. And Janelle also says, I don't care who my kids marry. I just want them to marry somebody they love, not somebody they feel like they have to. And Cody chimes in and goes, yeah, I believe in marrying for love. Do you? Because at this point you haven't yet. Anyway, Cody says, like, basically he's away from the house with a wife three nights a week. And that's how they divide up their time. And it might not always necessarily be a date. It might just be a short drive. Just something to connect with them, right? And he has to keep his schedule. Mary says that only having Cody around every third night frees up a lot for them to do. But Christine's like, no. Sometimes I have to just grab Cody's face and be like, I need a date. You got 45 minutes, we're going out on a date. Then they start talking about the sex of it all, right? Like, we all have sex, not together, but one on we all have a one-on-one sexual relationship with Cody. They don't go weird, as Mary says. But then Mary says, like, it's important that everybody has a good relationship with Cody, including sexually, because if he's upset with another wife, he starts getting weird with her. And then Christine says that they all understand that sex is part of the equation. So if somebody asks, like, oh... Do you realize that your sister wives are having sex with your husband? She's like, yeah, well, they better. And that's where I have to pop in again. Because at this point, you know, Christine is heavily pregnant, but it seems like we find out later that they basically stopped having sex around this point. And he's also not really having sex with Janelle or Mary. So, okay. Later in the episode, we find out that this is a big day because Cody has a big announcement that he's going to be making to the family that evening. So Mary explains more of her backstory with Cody, which is that she and Cody met when uh, she was like a teenager through her sister. And that basically they got married within six months of meeting, which she says we know is like not abnormal in their world. They were, she was 19. I think Cody was like 21 or 22. So Mary says she always expected that she was going to have a bunch of kids, but it just never worked that way. But like the blessing of this sort of polygamous lifestyle means that Leon still has a ton of siblings, even though they still very much want Mary to have another. But like Mary says she's cool with only having one, even even though for a long time she really wasn't. So... Throughout the early seasons of the show, there Mary and Cody's big storyline is like, will they, won't they go forward with like the 
having another child together through IVF, naturally, whatever. A lot's of big discussion, even though it seems very obvious that Mary, like, doesn't want to have another kid with him. Um, they even at one point, Robin offers to carry Mary and Cody's child if, if she wants, but that doesn't work out either. Thank God. Um, yeah. But like I said, like knowing they weren't even really having sex at this point. I'm still having all these big conversations about should we have try to have another kid it's just wild Mary also debuts one of her first storylines which is um hey now that our kids are older and we got money coming in from the show maybe I should try going back to school that never goes off the ground because this was actually one of the uh is hilarious the right word um no, it's probably not very PC. One of the most wild storylines is that Mary wants to go back to school and that Robin, Robin later, the newest wife, would form a jewelry company called My Sister Wife's Closet, which is as classy a line of jewelry as you would imagine a brand called My Sister Wife's Closet being. It's giving um, chunky sterling silver. It's giving terrible design. Things you wouldn't even imagine. And who is the audience for, Robin? But anyway, the point of that is that um, Robin wanted all of the sister wives to get on, get in on this business deal. And Janelle was like, mm-mm. And so was Christine. And really the only person who was kind of into it was Mary. And that was sort of their thing. But then Mary says to... Uh, Robin one day, hey, I'm thinking I w- might want to go back to school. And Robin loses her shit and acts like Mary has like gr- given, like hit her with the greatest deception of all time. How dare you want to go back to school when you could help me run this chunky sterling silver jewelry line? How dare you? Go back to school, get an education for what? A job? I'm giving you a job filling out these 12 orders a month. Why aren't you happy? Cried about the idea of her going back to school. Could you imagine? This might be the greatest show. (laughs) The greatest show of all time. Oh my God. The irony of all of that is that Mary, who is one of the most emotionally stunted people who have ever graced reality TV show history. So let that sink in. She's got a lot of contenders, you know, a lot of people to compete with in that category, um, wanted to go to get a psychology degree so that she could work with at risk youth. And then we see her, (laughs) this really must have been the the editors trying to tell us something. She wants to talk about how she wants to work with at risk youth. And then her, the end of her scene is her chasing around two of the kids so she can pull teeth out of their mouth. First, she pulls out Peyton's tooth and Gwen, who's, about to be victim number two is looking at her like you sicko what the fuck (laughs) like mary derives a lot of pleasure out of this christine even says mary's a teeth puller of their family and whoa that would prove to be true in many different ways she's literally chasing gwen downstairs like some kind of weird witch bribes her with a dollar to get her like let me get access to that front tooth kid Gwen is hiding behind a bathroom curtain at one point, but finally she gets that tooth out and, and everybody's happy. Finally, <laughs> Mary can rest. So Cody says that Mary's a blessing because she's a force. 
a force in actually wanting us to live and be in the principle of plural marriage and polygamy. Mary says, listen, it's not like I'm sitting around thinking, oh, I'm waiting for, like, she's not pimping people out, right? Like, I'm ready for a wife. Let's go. Let's go looking for one. Like, it's the other way around. And then Christine says that she and Janelle would not have married Cody on their own if it had not been for Mary. Like, it took some string pulling. So, in real time, Cody has later admitted that the problems with Mary started in the first month of their marriage. Janelle was brought in as wife number two to ease the tensions between him and Mary. But then Mary and Janelle got to tussling and they weren't fucking with each other, fighting over the the Dawn soap in the kitchen, right? So then Christine is brought in to be the salve for all of them to be light and bright and to make the family fun. And that did not happen either. Cody claims that Mary bonded with both of them before he even considered them at all, which (laughs) is, like, sort of true. And I also think it's worth mentioning that Cody tried to talk Mary into letting him get married to Janelle on Mary's birthday. And she was like, I really think that's inappropriate, Cody. (laughs) Why she would even have to tell him that. Oh my god, this man. So we find out that out of the wives, at this point, Janelle's really the only one who's working. And, like, Mary kind of is, but not really. And Christine's more the homemaker. Janelle's pleased as punch about this. She's like, it's really nice not to have to worry about, like, fixing dinner when I get home. Because Christine just takes care of it. Like, all the other wives at the the office are like, oh my god, what am I going to do for dinner for the kids? And I don't even have to worry about that. I'm great. So Janelle explains that her life is that she grew up mainstream Mormon, just like Cody. Didn't even know anything. She's like, I lived amongst a bunch of practicing polygamists, but I knew nothing about them. Never met one. Didn't know a thing. So she says, oh, I met Mary's family when I was 19. But what she does not tell us, and that they really never say on this show, is that she met Mary when she was 19 because she married Mary's brother, one of Mary's brothers. And then she met Cody like a few days, a few years later when Mary marries Cody, right? Janelle and Mary's brother were only married for a very brief time, right? Then she meets Cody when he gets with Mary. And she's like looking to them like, oh my God, you guys are polygamous or you're going to be. I'm looking at you guys as like my model plague couple friends. And then she turns 22 and she's like, you know what? I started looking at Cody and... For whatever reason, it just wasn't a huge jump for me to be a polygamist. Now, here's my theory on Janelle. I feel like, historically speaking, Janelle has benefited absolutely the most out of this situation, like the Brown situation, than anybody else. Janelle wanted to have a lot of kids. She wanted to raise them, but she didn't want to have to do the Susie homemaker type of stuff. And, like, sitting down with them and doing homework and and that sort of thing, feeding them. So she gets the benefit of Christine, who loves that sort of thing. Christine is basically, like, Miss Honey from Matilda. She, in another world, like, really should have gotten into, like, early childhood education. That's very clear. I just found out who Miss Rachel is. And I feel like the cadence between how Miss Rachel speaks and how Christine speaks is not too far off to me. Like, she really could have had something. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. But it also appears like Janelle has very, like... Janelle, to me, does not seem like somebody who needs love as much and like romance as much as she needs partnership and respect and she got that with Cody they got to have hella kids and like she says the sex was good I would rather not think about Cody even having a penis but there's been evidence of that but anyway um that she was able to have that relationship where Cody, I will say, is like a dingus on firing on all cylinders. But in terms of like the relationships that he has with his wives, I think he respects Janelle even more so than maybe even Robin. I think he loves Robin and whatever whatever love means to Cody. And, and the respect comes with that because she's like a dutiful wife. But I think he respects Janelle on like a cerebral level. And that they can, he he's like, I'm... Um, I can talk to her. Like, I'm not afraid of her like I am of Mary. And, you know, like, I'm. she's not silly like Christine is. Um, because I think, you know, because Christine is smiley and happy that she's stupid. That's his opinion, not mine. And, um, yeah, like, I think he, like, respected her enough to at least, like, respect her intelligence. And, and also be like, hey, um, she's going to be another people feeding people. Another, another person on a payroll here. So it's not just me. So he respected that. Somebody in the comments said that Janelle should um, date a long haul trucker. And I was like, that is perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. Somebody who's just like there a couple days a week. He's like out working and doing manly stuff. And she can garden and do whatever the fuck and be in that RV or whatever the hell she wants to do. Listening to Rammstein. <laughs> Did you guys know that Janelle's a big Rammstein fan? Yeah, do host. She she honestly said that. <laughs> but yeah, I I truly think like she got the most out of this situation than any other woman, Robin included. Because as we'll see this season, Robin's gonna do a lot of crying about the future that she's not gonna get because all these women were like, "Fuck off, Cody. I'm out of here." <laughs> One thing that happens that we often see with these large families with a lot of kids like the Duggars and stuff is a parent parentification of the older children but you almost never see it happen with boys so it's interesting that in this case in this family Logan who was the oldest child overall is Janelle's kid is seen waking up half an hour early to make breakfast for his siblings for before school right and Janelle just talks about him like, oh, you know, he just came out super responsible, like whatever. But I do worry about him, like not spending enough time with his friends. So if he wants to hang out with his friends, I'm like, go. So you're not just like a kid making over easy eggs for six other children at seven o'clock in the morning every day. 
Then we see more of Christine's life as a basement wife. And Christine says that she was married, or sorry, friends with Cody and Mary for years before getting with him. And that she really loved Cody, but he only kind of loved her. And then it took years for them to get together to realize that they wanted to be together. So in their book, Christine and Cody would talk more about their courtship era, where they describe Christine because she grew up polygamous as sort of like polygamous Mormon royalty. Her dad was in it. Like he had a big standing in the community and Christine had one as well because of it. Right. So Cody looks to her and she's like, you know, the princess of polygamous. Right. And he's not into her. They like kind of have a thing and he's like kind of courting her, but then they end up breaking up because they go on a road trip. They stop at a gas station. Christine's hungry. He's not. She gets some gas station nachos and he just sits there and watches her eat them. And he says in the book that he was so disgusted by watching her eat food when he was not hungry that he dumped her. They ended their courtship for a time before starting it back up again. And in recent years, he would also say that basically he felt like he had to be with Christine out of some sort of unknown obligation. Like he acts like, like he doesn't just straight out say it, but basically he's heavily hinting to like, I was doing her a favor, basically. Like she was a loser. I was kind of dating her and I just felt like, well, if I didn't marry her, then who else was going to? So like I did her a solid. Heavily pregnant Christine explains to us on the show that she wanted to be polygamous because that's how she grew up. So she was never really interested in the guys who just wanted a monogamous relationship that would come up to her dad and like express their interest, right? She would always turn them down. So Christine says that she usually serves Cody breakfast, but she doesn't have a toaster because toasters kill more people than sharks do every year. And then she puts the toast in the oven and then we see somebody, one of her kids being like, um, mom, the whole kitchen's on fire. (laughs) Filled with smoke, toast blacker than night. But okay, I guess the toasters are going to kill people, not you. The Christine leader explains to us that in terms of a marriage, she never just wanted to be married to a man. She always wanted sister wives because she likes the companionship and the freedom that it gives her. And there's just like too many things that she wants to do and just be free. And she just likes the idea of like somebody being around. And then she goes, honestly, like I really wanted sister wives more than I wanted a husband for a good time in my life. I wanted the family. I didn't just want Cody. And then she says, there are situations where a girl comes into a family and just wants the guy and rips the whole thing apart. But I wasn't interested in that. I wanted a family. That's what I was interested in. Ooh, foreshadowing. So she also says she wanted to be a third wife specifically because people say, if you're having problems with your first two wives, you marry a third and they'll even it out. Right? So she only ever wanted to be in that position. Didn't want to be the first. Because she didn't just want the man. Didn't want to be the second one because the second one drives a wedge between the first marriage. (laughs) And frankly, the third just sounded like the easiest one. So it sounds to me like at this point, or in Christine's mind, the third wife was also going to be the final wife. Third and last. 
And that did not happen, did she? Did it? So she says her role in the family is just to make sure that the kids are running smoothly. She's like teaching them how to read and how to spell their name and do all that shit, right? Finally, Mary blows it all up and and tells us, oh, dear watcher, viewer, the big announcement is that Cody is going to be courting another woman. It's been 16 years since he married Christine. None of the kids were born at that point. So not one of the children knows what it's like to have to go through this courting process or anything like that. It's going to be like a big learning curve for everybody. Her name is Robin. She's 30 years old. She has three children and grew up in the polyg lifestyle, right? So everybody gathers around and Cody says to the kids, does everybody remember Robin? Yeah. Did you like her? Yeah. Well, Robin likes us. Robin has a family and what we wanted to do was just like ask you guys what you thought about having our family not just grow by one with Christine's new baby, but like with four more, which <laughs> left a little of the kids, a couple of the kids a little bit confused. So Christine then has to explain what's going on. <laughs> so Janelle says in a confessional that she would say to Christine sometimes like, gosh, we need another one. It's kind of boring. But Christine says, Mary would say the same thing, but I would tell them, you guys are insane. It's good the way it is. Don't rock the boat, please. But Janelle's like, you know, I just felt like someone was coming and we'd spoken to, they'd already spoken to some of the older kids about the possibility. So this wasn't like they were dropping a bomb on everybody. So Cody tells everybody, listen, Robin has a choice. I haven't asked her if she wanted to court. She hasn't consented to this, but I just feel like we should invite her into the family. And most of the people are like, yeah. And I don't feel like we heard much more out of the kids other than like, well, it'll be like a bit of an adjustment in the beginning, but you know, like I'm fine with it. But you could definitely tell that some kids, Leon, were not into it at all. <laughs> and other kids like McKelty were like totally chill. And Mary says, I'm not going to lie. There are jealousy issues that come up, but hopefully that's something that I can overcome. Okay, good luck with that. <laughs> and then Janelle says, when Cody told me about Robin, I just had a spiritual witness. And I just like don't know how to explain it other than I feel like this person is special. So Cody gathers everybody around for a family pair and a little bed check so he can, quote, say goodnight to all the kids and make sure they're breathing. <laughs> okay. And then Christine's like, you know, I like three wives a lot. And I'm like kind of more hesitant about this because I like easy. And I like having three. <laughs> so here we hear more about Robin, where Cody says that he and Robin have been courting for a couple of months and that it's like difficult because she's four hours away and the other wives don't like it. So let's really think about this. Like Christine has her kid, like Christine's got to be about eight months pregnant by the time we meet her in episode one. So you've been spending the last two months traveling four hours away. How often in the third trimester of my pregnancy to go see Miss 30-year-old, <laughs> to quote Shaden Bador. Mary says, you know, I really like my time with Cody and having sister wives makes it so I have less time with him. But like, I really want to work on my jealousy about that. And so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to spend the next 10 plus years just waiting, just waiting for this man I'm going to be the least jealous person of all because I'm just going to be waiting for this man who does not want to be with me whatsoever. And he's made it abundantly clear for several years now. 
I'm just going to sit here and be patient and be like, I'm here if you want me. My phone's always on. My door is always ready to be knocked on. Even though you said, I'm not coming. I'm still here. I'm going to be the least jealous person of all time. (laughs) And at this point, at the end of the episode, we get our first eyes on Robin. Who's like, oh, she is like preening in her little apartment bathroom being like, oh my God, Cody's my soulmate. Like, I love him. But they go on a date to a Mexican restaurant to treat each other to hot chocolates and, and a giggle and a handhold with each other. And Christine says the most prophetic thing of all time. I don't want to be a boat rocker and I don't want my boat rocked. So I'm a little hesitant to accept another wife, but you know, if it happens, she's going to have to be absolutely amazing. Otherwise it might be a little difficult. And we'll get into how difficult that made everybody's lives. And Wednesday, when we talk about the premiere of season 18 of Sister Wives, I cannot wait. Tell a friend to tell a friend. She's back. And we're talking about all those people. All of them. Let's get into it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great weekend. If you're able to give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I would greatly, greatly appreciate that so much. Thank you to all of you who already have. Um, Yeah.